<laughs> you're gonna chop out. You're gonna have to chop out some of this, right? Oh, for sure. Man. Yeah, not all of this is funny <laughs> <laughs> or interesting. I'm trying to give up spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're gonna talk about being fat again here on the Aboriginal Outlaws. I know it's not like we haven't done it for three weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah. Did you realize that we're fat? I'm getting fat too. I notice it jiggling. It feels like I'm wearing a vest. Yeah, but the thing is, I definitely have to put in a lot more work than you. So I think you can get away with a little bit more Popeyes than I can. Yeah, yeah. it was good, man. It was my oh fuck. It's just fuel for your body. <laughs> Are you recording all this, by the way? You <laughs> enlarging and yeah, yep. I told, I, I am. I, I am. Yeah. Jeez, and you yelled at me at how I uh, fucking filmed the. Ghost hunting. <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I yelled at you. I understand why, but you know, you can kiss my ass. I was the only one recording. All right? Nope, I was recording too, and it was all in the correct format. Okay. All right, then. There we go. I see how it is. How's that? There, now it's not so fucking weird looking. If I hit admit, I'll just rearrange it real quick. And So if you're tuning in on YouTube, you're going to see all kinds of shit. We're using this software program to, that's more meant for streaming. But we use it to record because number one, it's free. And number two, it's it's actually quite powerful. It's called OBS. I really like it. I'm not even using it to its potential. So we're making our Zoom meetings less boring. We Yay. Can, but as everything, we're so busy that... Uh, did you even look at it yet? Uh, <clears throat> not yet. Yeah, we're waiting for our guest. Hopefully he shows up. Otherwise, it's going to be a weird episode. We can just do a short one, too, if we have to. I mean, it's not like you and I haven't gone solo before. No, solo. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, just you and I, but, you know. I, I got to say, that probably wasn't our most uh, funny episode. Sure it was. I don't it know. was hilarious. We didn't, have, <laughs> we didn't have our hype, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's a little bit how it works behind the scenes here, though. This OB, OBS software is great. I like it. So I know I'm probably going to introduce our guest uh, once he finally signs on, but just uh, do something a little bit longer here for our listeners. Our guest today is Mr. Sten Jody. He is a indigenous uh, hip-hop artist, uh, gained some popularity recently by uh, playing uh, Punkin Lesty, I think is his name, a character on Reservation Dogs on FX on Hulu. Uh, he plays one of the character's dads. So that's pretty cool. He also... And it was um, an accurate representation. <laughs> I wonder how he researched for the deadbeat dad thing here. He just remembered. Oh, <laughs> sad. But um, sad but true. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I definitely had a pumpkin yeah. in my life. Yeah. yeah. I definitely had a pumpkin. Until my uh, until my dad showed up, uh, my, I would say my father was more the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. uh, I got I got two fathers. Yeah, yeah. I got the one that made me, and I got the one that raised me. So you got the one that shot the load, and the one that carried it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, so yeah, our <clears throat> guest uh, was on uh, Reservation Dogs. Uh, 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 they ended up filming a. Um, a music video for him, Greasy Fry Bread. Yeah. So if you guys remember seeing that on there, it was pretty funny. And the thing is, uh, I'll admit, I was a little like, you know, oh, is he like really like singing about native stuff? Yeah. 
You know, because, you know, some uh, indigenous musicians have a tendency to lean into that. Really? Yeah. Like uh, my friends in December when, well, my friends and family that are in December when, and we... You mean with the flute playing and the wind and the water oh, yeah, and all that shit? Everything's about blankets Fucking and buffalo. thunder and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So I kind of thought he was just like another native, you know, uh, artist that's just like, okay. But they only did that for the show, I believe. Oh, really? I checked out some of his other stuff. and Just like regular hip hop? Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So you think it's a bummer that the Fry Bread song is actually what got him? Not at all. No. Not at all. Because uh, you got to, uh, I mean, aren't we kind of cashing in on that a little bit too? You got to lay into the native thing to get the ex- get the exposure, really. Well, I mean, otherwise we're just three dudes at a podcast. How fucking unique is that? Exactly. <laughs> so we got to lay into the, we got to pull the race card. Yeah. To be interested. It's what we have. <laughs> it's what we have. We sure as hell don't. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to really just get started and be like, uh, how how did you how did you get into hip hop and rap and uh, what are your influences and uh, really what is your message that you you're trying to say to your fans here with your music? You know. Um. You know, I got back into um, hip hop and I've always been uh, influenced by music ever since I was a kid. I mean. Uh, I grew up in Oklahoma, of course, and, um, you know, I was just kind of raised on that, like, um, southern rock country vibe that Oklahoma just gives off, you know, I mean, early 80s into the early 90s, I I found rap maybe in like 89, 90, Um, my uncle and my aunties, you, you know, my aunties listening to like, all for one and like, you know, uh, keep sweat back in the day, you Ooh, know what I mean? And sweat, stuff like baby. that. And then like, right. And then, you know, you have like my uncle listening to NWA and, and ice T and ice cube and like all these other artists, you know, and like Tupac came in around that time for me, uh, when juice kind of, kind of blew up and I kind of was influenced by that whole, vibe especially like um boys in the hood because as indigenous people as as you know we really didn't have any representation in the mainstream media you know we had thunder (laughs) (laughs) right right and you know in all due respect to all of the actors and all of the ones that paved the way for us to even be able to do what we're doing today charlie hill yeah you know what i mean and uh brothers like him and everybody man but like for me it was just uh i was influenced by that story of just like four friends you know from a from a bad situation from a poverty situation um it wasn't about gangs like boys in the hood wasn't about gangs uh juice wasn't about gangs and it was like i could relate to those understandings of friendship and like craziness and like things happen in the struggle, you know what I mean? And and like, um, so I related to those things. So hip hop was definitely what I was looking out on my eyeballs every day in the life I lived. And like, that's why it was so relatable to me. Again, we didn't really have that representation as a youngster. 
So it's like, and, and all generations before then uh, didn't have representation, you know, correct representation. And, and only this generation right now gets to have that finally starting to peek through where we're telling our own stories and stuff. So that is when rap really hit me, man. And, and I started to um, love tattoos around the same time. Uh, so 13, 14 years old, uh, rapping and tattooing kind of came into my life together. And, um, so that, that is definitely two different things that the creator put in front of me early on. And, you know, I really didn't, um, listen. <laughs> I didn't listen until later, right? Because we have to just walk our own roads and make our own mistakes and, and learn from our own actions. And, and you know what I mean? And that's, that's the message, right? It's not really a message that I put in my music. I mean, it is right. But it's like, it's just my life. And, and when I started to put it down on paper, I always thought, you know, I was alone. Nobody really understood me. Nobody really, I, I mean, I misunderstood. And then like, as things are starting to progress, I'm starting to realize like how relatable uh, my story is to a, a vast amount of indigenous people out there and not even native people, but everybody, you know, um, of all backgrounds. And it's just, it's opened my eyes because that's, that is what I always tried to do was just tell my story and my what I have been through and what I have seen and, and what I've seen people go through and just and just try to tell that story from a perspective of just me. And so like if you can relate to that, then great. If you can't relate to that, that's okay too because you know we, we all go through different things and you know what I went through might not be the same thing you go through. But I have found we all that, fuck up somehow. <laughs> right. We all mess up and we all trip and fall. And it, it's the warriors inside of us that are going to get back up and continue to, you know, live every day to the fullest, you know, because this is a gift no matter what. And that's kind of what like that's kind of what my music is. It's like no matter what you go through, um, it, it's a gift no matter what, whether it's a bad day you know, because, or, or it's a great day, you know, you can't, you can't, I heard some guy on the internet somewhere say, man, you, you know, some days are just shitty and there's nothing you can do about it. And you should just go home and go to sleep and wake up tomorrow you <laughs> I know, like that and one. do something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah you I know, like that Some guy. days are just shitty and some days are just fucked, man, because you can't really do anything about it. And I'm sorry for my language or whatever. It's but all like, good, man. Fuck, man. Say, say all the words, man. That's you know, what and do. That's, that's just, that's just how I, that's just how I feel. It's like some, you know, and that's how I heard when I heard that said, right. I think it might've been a TikTok or something. It was just scrolling through. And it was like, if, you know, some days are just fucked, man, and you just got to go to bed and just wake up tomorrow and do something different. You know what I mean? I like that, that you, man. You just never give up, though. You know, you, you don't want to give up on life just that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just that day. Go home, lock yourself in the room, grab some, like, hot 
Cheetos and watch some fucking rest dogs and chill out. You know Hell yeah. I mean? Hey man, I and fuck with hot Cheetos, tomorrow. man. I fuck <laughs> with hot Cheetos. I love that shit. A little too much, I think. Uh, thank you, you know, for bringing up uh, just, reservation dogs. And uh, as much as you can tell us, if you don't mind, uh, just really, how did you get hooked up with uh, Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi? And tell us a little bit of... Uh, you know, how you got into the mindset of your character, Pumpkin, you know, stuff like that. You know, if, if you could tell us your journey on yeah, that. Definitely. Um, It was definitely the creator and the universe and hard work and continuing to like, like I just said, of not giving up and never stopping. Even when you have a bad day, maybe a bad week, maybe a bad freaking year. Who knows? But you don't ever give up. And a lot of people think that I did this overnight, like this, this, uh, this was this for a lot of people. I'm new. I'm very new to them. They don't know me. And for others, they've been riding with me for like 15 plus years. I've been on this grind, like 20 years, man. I've been, I've been pushing, right. I'll be 40 this year. And I, I don't mean I, to I'm cut ready. you off. I don't mean to cut you off. But I will get uh, I will get stabbed in the foot if I don't give a shout out to my coworker. Uh, he wanted me to say hi to you, uh, James Cook, because he's okay. actually on one of your skits. You have a skit about uh, answering uh, these uh, voicemails of yours. Yeah, man. And he's one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's yeah, dope. he's like one of the first people was like, hey, Sten Jotty, what's up? You know, and it's a, uh, yeah, you made it into like a skit on one of your songs for your album there. Yeah, man, I always try to involve the people as much as possible. You know, again, like I said, the ones that's been riding with me for years now and, and has been there just like that individual man, just like the homie, like them were the people that were, I was able to, build a following organically right like it's been years in the making like and i've organically grew my fan base and just continue to be myself so everything you know from the beginning to now is just the growth right and so when that happened we hit the pandemic and it was crazy there right so my tattoo shop got shut down I couldn't work. Um, you know, it felt like the universe was like hitting everybody, right? I'm not complaining. Right. Everybody was going right. through it, man. But like, it was just like, oh man, what am I going to do? I spent my whole life like staying out of the street, like half of this part of my life, like trying to stay out of the streets. And then like this happened. And then like, that's where my mentality went straight as like survival mode. And you know, I couldn't do that. Right. So I just had to buckle down and continue to be the family man that I am and try to get that mentality out of my brain. Again, you got to understand, like, this is where that's just who I am. Right. And it's like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. I don't know. And and so I'm freaking out. But it it happened in a good way because my daughter comes to me and says, Dad, there's this thing called TikTok. And I'm like, oh, what is what is that? And she's like, oh, there's people on there and they do this and they do they dance and this is this is this. You should get it. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, OK. So then I started th thumbing through there 
you know, no lies. I started thumbing through it. And I found that there was a lot of stuff that wasn't on there, like a lot of indigenous uh, information. And so I started putting old reels together of old native, like entertainers and like Russell Means speeches and, and like, you know, uh, Philip Deere speeches and stuff like this, Buffy St. Marie and stuff like that. Like I started uploading those things because people needed to hear those. They didn't even realize that people were out there. Right. So I started to catch a following, a really big one. And then I started doing these bobblehead videos that really didn't do well on TikTok, but then I downloaded it, put it on Facebook. And for some reason, the algorithm picked it up better on Facebook. And so then my, my stuff started going crazy on Facebook. Long story short, I get an email from, you know, this show and I'm thumbing through my emails and it says, you know, audition for a TV show or something. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. And I like swiped it to the delete box. <laughs> and, and as I'm swiping it, you know how you can read kind of the first sentence yeah, of yeah. the email, you know, and it, I seen FX reservation dogs as I'm swiping it. I'm like, oh man, what was that? Hold on. I, so I click back into it and they're like, we want you to audition for this part. We want you to read for this part, punk and lusty. And I'm like, I just started laughing at the name already we like, all know a pumpkin we all know a pumpkin <laughs> yeah yeah so i didn't know who this guy was at first right so i'm like okay I, I, my first email back to them literally was are you sure you got the right guy like i'm not an actor i'm a rapper you know and they're like oh no we know we've we've seen your videos and we, we, we really want you to uh to audition and i'm like Wow. So that came out of nowhere. Like I didn't put in for it. I didn't ask for it. It just kind of came in the middle of the pandemic. Right. Like, holy cow, what is going on? And so when I read the script off the top, like it was the first the first scene they sent me, it was me answering the phone, the first scene where I'm like, oh, you know, you talking about me at Red Lobster, you know what I mean? And so <laughs> um and and like and I was like, all right, so it's just me and my baby mama kind of, you know, having a one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I I okay, I could do this, I get it. And then you know, I was kind of being a smart ass. So that's kind of how, you know, I heard the conversation in my head, you know, like whatever, you know, like, what do you want? You know? And, and so it was like, then they sent me the second part where I'm talking to bear. And then I realized what was going on because you don't really understand the full like synopsis of what the deal is. Plus it's in the middle of the pandemic. Most of the time when you, when I, now that I know, uh, most of the time they will have like read throughs, you know, in person and like, they'll direct you how they want you to act that, that say that work, you know? And I didn't have no, I don't have any, any background in acting whatsoever. This was my first time to ever act on camera at all. And so when I finally heard that next scene and I'm, I'm having that conversation with my son, man, like something really clicked there because I found myself reading my life 
and it was really it was really weird for a second um because i'm yeah it was really it was it was kind of it was i was like dude how do you guys know me like is this my life you know and 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 again this goes back to the point where i'm saying you know i felt alone in my story right like i felt alone in my life where i grew up in oklahoma and and to be reading this this scene where this kid is wanting his dad in his life and his dad making these excuses why he can't show up and whether or not he's a rapper or not uh that's besides the point um because that is what i had the exact same conversation with my father and my mother that bear had on that and it goes back to the message that's in my music right there like i didn't realize how many people can relate to my story and, and in a way that's why your character is important because there's a lot of indigenous kids out there that have to deal with a pumpkin in their life you know most definitely right. i had a pumpkin i'm i mean even uh back in the guys uh like sterling when he was doing the 1491s with those guys who also write on the show now they had that skit uh, indian man's anonymous <laughs> and uh, i remember the yeah. tito comedy that guy he's like all our dads left <laughs> what do you think you're special <laughs> yeah so right. shout out to tito you know, comedy there buddy <laughs> that's what's up tito's the boom tito's the boy yeah, so yeah you're from man. oklahoma um, yeah yeah i was i was raised in uh well i was born in claremore indian hospital and uh, I was uh, I grew up uh, scattered around until I was about six. We moved around Oklahoma a little bit. But then at around six or seven years old, uh, we were in Glenpool. And that's where I uh, I spent most of my growing up days on the uh, west side of Glenpool there in that little small neighborhood, like neglected from the rest of the town. <laughs> we got that some friends in Oklahoma. We do. One guy is real tall. They yeah. Like, they like to comment on it. Shout out to Anthony Warrior, <laughs> Chef Warrior. What's up, brother? Yeah. My brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so man. that's a town like the show, basically, so, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like, like it, it. So they filming in Oat Mogie, which I ran around Oat Mogie too in Tulsa and Glenpool. And like, that's, that was like my, you know, Sepulpa. Uh, them were my like areas where I grew up most of my life. So, um, yeah, old Mogi's a little more rural than, than Glenpool. Glenpool's a little bit more, you know, not full city, but not super country, right? Like old Mogi's a little more countryer than, than, uh, than, than Glenpool, but you know, very similar kids that are running around getting into a bunch of shit all the time you know and and definitely your friends are your family and and the people that you surround yourself with and sometimes uh you know uh family you know are the people that you put yourself around and and down there in Oklahoma man is uh definitely where all my all my connections were you know not necessarily blood family you know what i mean yeah chosen so family like, right on man and and so you know i still have my family that shows that that shows so much love and support you know what i mean but when in them growing up years you know what i mean in them growing up years when when it was rough out there for a youngster 
you know, uh, you know, so shout out to everybody in Oklahoma. Um, you know, I love everybody. My mom's my mom's family and my dad's family. I love everybody and, and all my homies and all my friends and all my cousins and aunties and uncles. Eh? Um, you know, uh, I love everybody, man. And, and um, you know, it's definitely there in the show where he shows all that. He writes all that stuff, man. And, you know, I, I just feel like it's a broader story for Native people, not only from Oklahoma, but for a lot of Natives on the res and off the res. It kind of has that vibe. You know what I mean? It kind of has that vibe of urban Natives and those reservation Natives in there. So, you know, I love the I love the whole situation. And, and when it came to do it, man, it was it was exciting. It was fun. It was it was kind of scary. Um, you know, all of the above. You know what I mean? It's kind of like going on the high dive for the first time. You're like, you know, I wanted to go up here all winter and I was ready you know and then you get up there and you're like hold on man this is pretty high <laughs> you know and, and so that's kind of the feeling i got you know i was like all right i could do this i could do this and when you get there it's like oh i'm really doing this right Holy. okay all right so they threw me in there man um you know they're just like just be yourself and i'm like i'm like yeah but i'm not like punkin so i can't be myself but right, yeah, i'll yeah. do as best as i can but you and know so, a pumpkin, so right. <laughs> Act so like that guy. Like, it was like I can be that one guy if you want me to be that guy. And I guess I did such a good job that that I had people literally mad at me online. <laughs> hey, that's good acting, right? <laughs> they they literally thought this was reality TV show, and and they're they're screaming at me. They're why didn't you go see your son? You need to go see your son. And I'm like, hold on. This is, I'm not really punking. This is a uh, acting, you know, and this is a story. But yeah, <laughs> it was man. like what Danny Glover went through after color purple. Oh. They're just like throwing rocks at him. He's like, why you gotta be here? <laughs> He's like, right, I told yeah. you I'm an actor. <laughs> right. I wasn't really smacking whoopee around. They were, they were rubber rocks. It wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you know at least two of those kids that are on that show are from canada oh yeah yeah and there's yeah, two yeah. actresses that were on that show that are from our sister reservation of gunawage i'm talking about okay. devry jacobs and uh gonna yeah. horn but paulina she's actually from canada too right yeah the other side like yeah bc that way so yeah man mm. yeah that's cool man, it's dope <laughs> You ever been to Aquasasti, where we're from? No, I haven't ever been uh, north of the border. So, um, you know, again, like I said, growing up in Oklahoma and growing up, period, in the situations, I made a lot of mistakes when I was a youngster. Uh -huh. And that stops me from doing certain things. So we have to know? find a guy with a boat. <laughs> you right like i'm on the new journey fool like, no yeah. if, you don't, if you don't mind me getting a little a little too personal if you don't want to go there just say that but uh you you are uh also involved with uh the program am i right the program like 12 steps and uh stuff like that okay so i'm not 
um, in the traditional sense of what that means, uh, I am sober. I ha I stopped it myself. As are we. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and so it's been, it was a growth, right? Um, just a little, a little over four years now or going on four years now. Like Congratulations. Right yeah. Like around this time, a year, almost four years ago. So, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, growing up down South in the Bible belt of Oklahoma, I was raised in the church and I know all of those, all of that. And as I grew older, and this is just my personal story and preference in the way I look at life and things, uh, the religious part of life didn't really, um, work out for me. I found myself, um, asking for forgiveness and thinking that, you know, these things were going to stop because I had God in my life or something or went to church every day or was doing it for the, I, you know, you weren't ever doing it for the right reason in my mind, you know, in my experience. And so um, when I started to reach back into my culture and in the ways um, sweat lodge and, and started doing ceremonies and, I started to reach back to the earth and get back with the creator. And in that, in that happening, I started to get wanting to get healthy. I started wanting to uh, eat right, not only be sober in my, you know, substance abuses, but um, sober in the way I ate food and the things that I put in my mind and, and what I put out into the world. And so when I started to realize those things, I started to know and, and get so focused that um, I was able to not really want the alcohol or or the pain pills or, you know, any of those things. And it's like um, it was definitely a detoxing time in my life where I was just like detoxing from all kinds of bad stuff. And when I come out of those sweats man and and i i found my own ways back to that and and um it really opened my mind man and so it had nothing to do with the 12 steps per se or none of that man it was really it was really focusing on what is important in life and right and what is good for you in your life and and i started to really focus on my family I started to really focus in on, and that's when everything started to happen for me. Yeah. All the good things, right? See, right. Like this was pre, uh, this was pre pandemic. I started maybe a year and a half before the pandemic. I started to save money for, I don't know what I was just like, I don't know what was going on in my head. I was like, I just got to start saving money. And so then I just started saving all my tattoo money, all the extra money that wasn't bill money. I was just putting it away, putting it away, putting it away. And then I was like, man, I have to change something about myself. And I started eating better and I started doing these things and going to work out. And that started happening. And I didn't even know why. I didn't know why. I mean, I know why, but like, I, you know, it just turned on one day. It was just something I started to do and listened to the guy that said, you're tired of being tired. Right. 
And I started to listen to that individual and I started to do things. And so it changed. And then I'm getting opportunities that are coming out of nowhere after I started to really focus just on family. And, and, and now I'm in a point in my life where I even told myself this years ago, I even told myself this years ago that I would, uh, I would not do a tour the way that people do tours um, because I wanted to be with my family. So, so if I'm touring, I'm going somewhere. This is what a lot of people don't get is that when I'm going somewhere, the person is booking me to be there. I fly in, I do my thing. I hang out with the people I do. I hang out with the kids or the youth or whatever we're doing. And then I fly back out and then I'm with my family for maybe another week or two weeks. And then I'll fly back out to another booking and I'll go do that. I'm not going to do this where I'm on the road for three months straight and I'm away from my kids and my wife. Yo, man, that stuff gets to people. That stuff really weighs on people. If you aren't in it to win it and have your whole family on the tour bus with you, it will tear you down and people start using drugs and using alcohol as a way to escape those things. And you start arguing with your wife and your kids are missing out on things like baseball and school. And like, you start to become a punkin. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like, yeah. Comes from somewhere. Right. And, and so I just, I, I, I did it this way and now it's really happened. Like I manifested it that way. And so now I take my family at almost every booking. If it's flying out, I take at least one of my kids with me that's in the rider that you pay for two plane tickets. And and that's just what happened, man. And now it's happening. All these all these good good things are happening and I just sit back and I become like 100% thankful and grateful every single day and and I I I try to be a better person than I was the day before learn from all the mistakes that I've made in the past and continue to grow every day. And listen, I know I talk a lot, right? I talk good, a lot man. tonight, but, but I, I listen a lot more than I do talk when it comes to listening to elders or listening to individuals, even if they're mad at me, right? Like I get, sometimes I get some inboxes be hating and I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, I love you. I'm not your enemy. If you have some discrepancies with me, voice them, man. I'm all for constructive criticism. You know, I'm all for what can make me a better person. So if I hurt you in some way, let me know what I can do to help you out. You know, and you may not ever forgive me for the things that I've done or said or did something to you, or maybe you felt like I did something or said something, but at least I can try to be accountable and be responsible for what I've done, right? So that's where I'm at in my life. And I'm going to continue to walk that road that I'm walking right now. And that's pretty much it, man. It's like, I'm going to continue to write music. I'm going to uh, continue to work and do as much as possible and show my kids and, and my wife that I love them and they can be anything they want to. And that's what, that's my message, man. That's what I'm hearing. It's a powerful message. It's an awesome message. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the future got for you? Is there is there more episodes in store we can't say? We don't know? Um, you know, I don't know. I I, 
I, I really hope maybe one day I get a phone call or maybe something happens. Um, if not, that's okay too, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I do have a couple of things. I'm reading a script for a movie. Um, I can't really say more than that. Um, but I'm hoping that it all really just works out correct. Please excuse me. And, you know, uh, if it does, you'll be seeing some more of your boy on the screen. And, you know, uh, if it, again, if not, man, we're just going to keep pushing with the good energy, man, and keep on doing what we do. For so. sure, man. And hopefully you'll be seeing more of us. Hopefully we'll be talking like this in person someday. We don't know. Because right you know, on, we, we had to go through our own shit with the pandemic, too. <laughs> this is the reason why we have this was the pandemic. Because believe it or not, we're actually stand-up comedians. <laughs> you know. Oops, we just lost the uh, feed. <laughs> You know what everybody? Bad, man. <laughs> that, that reminded me when we were kids, we had dial-up, and somebody would pick up the phone. You're trying to download the latest version. <laughs> yeah, of You got Napster going. Calling in. <laughs> you are literally our first Zoom uh, recording here. Oh, that's dope, though, man. Yeah, I made it kind of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it. I mean, it should. This, this is uh, the you know something like this is pretty dope, man. Like uh. This is what I kind of did through the pandemic. I mean, uh, that's all we kind of had was this right here. And it's good to have it, man, because, you know, uh, man, we can reach so far. You know, and I, that's that's another thing I was saying, you too. It's like our connection as as Native people, we can realize that we are relatable. And I have, I have to give it up. I know a lot of us Natives, we do have an issue with like, Oh, uh, technology and all this non-traditional ways, all this craziness. Right. Okay. I get it. I understand if the world falls apart, we're going to have to get super dish out here and start hunting and shit. I get that. Right. Like we're going to have to do that. So, but at the end of the day, man, if it wasn't for like iPhones and internet, right. Um, we wouldn't have the connections that we have right now. And I'm telling you right now, because it was a conquer and divide situation. And so we were put in the most rural, so secluded areas. And now even your grandma's got a damn iPhone and she's TikToking and Instagramming, bro. And it's like, holy, grandma, what are you doing? See, I got my Instagram. She's fucking in it, man. Yeah, and the rest so, talk is huge. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's crazy, man. And and at the end of the day, man, it's like um, things like uh, uh, I don't know more and 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 standing rock and and we can just keep, you know, no line three and all the things that are going up there uh, in Canada, all these things. We wouldn't even know about them. Exactly. We would just be fighting our you own know, battles, but now we can fight them across. We can fight them together. Yo, we have that phone and, you know, yes, they, they do have things to disrupt signals when they figure out that we have what we have. But at the end of the day, we have that connection where we can go ahead and go live and we can say, yo, something's happening. Please help me. Right. Like, oh, my God. So like these things that we didn't have, 
now they're rare they're accessible to kids on the res they're accessible to grandmas and grandpas and aunties and uncles and they're accessible to us and we're just being connected beyond our languages beyond our traditions beyond our geographical placements and displacements and whether you're a city native, whether you're an urban native or a, a country native or traditional native, everybody's got a connection now. And and I think that in 2022, we're probably the most connected that we we have ever been. And I think it's just, it's just going to keep getting our voices are going to get louder and louder. And and I, I, I'm just so happy that I'm here to just see it. You know, and um, shows like Reservation Dogs, shows like Rutherford Falls, shows like Dark Winds, shows like um, uh, Spirit Rangers just came out and uh, Molly of Denali and just all these great representations of who we are today, not who we are 100 years ago, you know, who we are now. And I'm just... I'm just, you know, happy to even be a little bitty, bitty, bitty piece of that little part, you know, and whether it be my music, whether it be a the greasy fry bread song, <laughs> but, you, song. Know, <laughs> you know, was that it, was that made just for the show? Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, I mean, again, it is a great song, um, but I'm it's catchy as fuck. <laughs> right, right. And and for me, so when it is written between four uh three of the writers and me and so they sent me a bunch of jokes and a bunch of one-liners that kind of rhymed but i had to like i had to correct because they're not rappers or artists like that they're comedians so it was it, they were funny liners so i i twisted them and i said them the way i would say them but i you know i i used all their stuff and 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 then i put my own twist on there i put my own words in there and so uh we definitely did it in, in, in my mindset, you know, he's a, he's been gone from the res for a while. Right. So he's been in Cali for, and the, the reason behind it is that he thought the greasy fry bread song was going to blow up super big because everybody loved it in Oklahoma. He was going to go to California. Well, you know, uh, apparently whether it happened or not, uh, you know, years later, um, you know, he's still eating a bowl of cereal, you know, in an apartment. You know what I mean? And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's an older song. So in my head, it's like a 2005, 2007 song. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, yo, like Paul Wall, Houston was a big influence to Oklahoma at the time. And, um, you know, it definitely the chopped and screwed part of the song comes in there, you the know, grills. well, yeah. I mean, I've always had a grill for a long, long time. Uh, that, that, that was definitely not just a part of the show. I, that was just a part of my life. And maybe, so maybe we should get one, Josh. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> I got to ask you real quick about that greasy fry bread video, because I, now yeah. that I know it was shot just for the show, but obviously you were to have some creative input in it. Whose idea was it? And I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but I definitely did because it looked familiar to me, you know, because I got my own addiction story I overcame. But whose idea was it to cut the flour and the lines on the plate? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
Okay, so at the end of the day, man, like they had this whole idea of this the of punk and being in this casino, playing blackjack at this table with uh uh poker chips that looked like fry bread. And it was really I was like, nah, I I, I mean and then they asked me my opinion. Of course they're gonna, you know, they 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 know what they're doing, but they're just gonna ask my opinion. And I was like, Well, look, man, you know, I'm from Oklahoma and you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we be in the trap, bro. Like, we was out there doing shit we wasn't supposed to be doing. And so, for me, I was like, yo, it's perfect you put us in the, you know, in, in the uh, kitchen, you know, messing up auntie's kitchen, trying to make some fry bread for the, for the powwow or whatever, you know, or the stomp dance or something, man. And, like, you know, and I decided to use all their ingredients to make a rap video real quick and they're all mad at me you know what i mean and and you know i did have the idea they were going to be like chasing me around the kitchen and stuff that didn't really pan out the way it was but it was gonna be it, that that was in my head and then like especially like the part where you have the low riders and like the switches and stuff like that that is so oklahoma man like people don't understand like we have big wheels and candy paint old school cadillacs and old school rides and like the those things are like we have a very big west coast influence there and so like those things were very are, are very much oklahoma if you if you're from oklahoma you know and it's like uh, a lot of people didn't get it. They're like, oh, well, like that's been done before. And I'm like, yeah, but it's Oklahoma. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? And and we're all about family. So the outside scene, I was like, look, we need we need some dope cars. They wanted to do like Lamborghinis and Ferraris or something. And, they, you know, make me look like a big, big casino boss and all this. And I was like, nah, man, just bring it. Just just put out a call for Oklahoma lowrider cars or something like just put out a call for all the cars to come out and anybody and everybody can just come through and whatever. So it was just an open call and hell of people showed up, man. Like them were just random extras, you know, that wanted to come through, man. And just show love. And like, it was, it was amazing. Right. Like, and, um, we had fun that day. That whole video was like super fun and really, really like, uh, community oriented it was just great to be a part of that whole situation and like everybody was even saying like this isn't how like hollywood works like this isn't how it really goes and this is like the first set we've ever been in where it's just like a family vibe like everybody's kicking it and talking and like you know no 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 craziness and it's like well, I, I don't have anything else to judge it from. So I'm, I'm, I'm must going to be spoiled on the next situation because, you know, uh, it was it was very comfortable, laid back. It helped me just be myself and, and we had fun, you know. It was dope. That's all right, man. I like that. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Rezzed it up. Showed them. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and they knew as soon as as soon as uh, as soon as Sterling and the director heard that, they're like, oh, yeah, man, let's do that. You know, and they're like, yeah, that just sounds great. And I'm like, yeah, you know. And so I don't know who, like, chopped up the line specifically, right? <laughs> but I was like, I was like. That's a man, good answer, sir. <laughs> right, right. It's like, I didn't do that. That, that was like that when I came in. I didn't do it. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good, man. I'm... All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us. For then, your Johnny. time, man. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, real quick. Uh, what is what yeah, does that name I'm... mean? What does that name mean, real quick? What's Stan that? Jotty. So Stinjati, uh, it's a it's a play off of uh off of my Muscogee, my Muscogee uh language, my people's language, my people's language uh is uh is is Stinjati. Uh Stajati means um uh native or Indian or red man or whatever, right? And um so Right. So I kind of I kind of did a twist on it and created it, you know, uh, in my own way, Stinjati. So I wasn't really disrespecting the uh, the name in itself at the same time, making it something that was individually mine, you know, uh, but at the same time representing. So, uh, you know, all with respect and love, you know, um, with the best intentions and and it's worked out. before that I, I used to be known as serious and and uh you know i went out for that and that that just wasn't really who i was as a as an artist man so i had to switch that up and and create that new uh, that new energy with that new understanding so that happened back in 2011 or so and that's when i started to really focus in on a lot of my 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 uh culture and and ways and all that good stuff. That's when I really started to dig out of out of the hole that used to be the guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. Could you hold your medallion up again, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, who that uh, who made that for you? By a very good, a very good friend. Uh, her name is uh, Becky. Um, she did her thing on this man. Uh, it's uh, an original. It's one of our, it's our original Muscogee seals, our, our Muscogee seal for my tribe. Um, it's a patch and she beat it all around it. Yeah, man. It's, it's like super Does she have dope. an Instagram page? And, um, I know she has a TikTok. I'm not sure if she has an Instagram. I know she has a TikTok though. Uh, I'll have to get that. And uh, a Facebook. I believe she has Facebook too. Hey man, yeah. Natives, we so, like yeah. Facebook. She's... I don't get it, but we do. <laughs> we'll have to give her a shout yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you yeah, so much and, for uh, joining us, man. And uh, best of luck to you and uh, yeah. everything uh, you have coming for you in the future. I appreciate you guys, man, for sure. Yeah, thank you for so having me on. Thank you for... Uh, well, thank you for blessing me with the platform that you guys have and, and you know, to be able to tell my little bitty story here. And, and I appreciate it, man. And and uh, I hope all the blessings come to you guys as well, man. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have you back. All right, brother. 